The Fuzzy Mike presents This Week in Sports. Welcome again to another episode. Quickly, a couple of things that just happened as that intro was playing. Daniel Sorensen gave up another big play for the Chiefs against the Bills. And Mason Crosby just missed another field goal for Green Bay. Crosby from 40. It is no good. Wide to the left. His third straight miss. Last Saturday, Tuscaloosa became Tuscaloosa. I know, that was an easy shot to take. But when the rarity that is an Alabama loss happens, you can't let that low-hanging fruit go by unpicked. It was a double hit for the Alabama City. The tide fell to then-unranked Texas A&M. From 28 yards away for an Aggie upset win. And it's good! He got it! But it was native son, former heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder, who landed hardest, toppling like an Alabama pine in the 11th round of his heavyweight challenge, to Tyson Fury in their trilogy-completing match. It's all over, and Wilder is beaten, and Fury, in the 11th round, gets the stoppage he craves. Sensational fight, brilliant ending. Here's the thing. Wilder missed two opportunities to win on Saturday night. First opportunity was obviously the fight itself. Wilder did everything he could to beat Tyson Fury. He was the embodiment of a warrior's spirit and heart. In their previous fight, Against his own wishes, his corner threw in the towel in the seventh round. He was so pissed off at them that he changed trainers for this fight and gave them explicit instructions to never throw in the towel. Wilder has one of the strongest punches in heavyweight history, and that's why he always believes he's in the fight no matter how severe the beating is that he's taken. This time, he got what he'd wanted, what he felt like he was robbed of in the previous fight the chance to go out on his shield. In getting that chance, he was courageous, inspiring, and sympathetic. Everyone who saw the fight praised Wilder's performance. Even critics and non-fans were exalting him. And after all of the excuses and unfounded accusations he made against Fury for cheating in their previous match, people dismissed all of that, ready to embrace Deontay Wilder. Listen, unless your name is John Gruden, Americans are very forgiving people. But then, Wilder opened his mouth and created his second missed opportunity, that of allowing America to embrace him and maybe, just maybe, corporate America picking him up as a sponsor or spokesperson so that he can make some money the easy way. Hell, even after Rocky lost his first fight to Apollo, he became a pitch man for Beast Aftershave. It makes me smell mainly. The hell smeal mainly? Wilder and Fury, they laid it all on the line so much that many have called this one of the greatest heavyweight fights of all time. Certainly the best in recent memory. With all of that positive energy and fan appreciation, Wilder could have simply walked out of the arena a winner even without the belt. But he didn't. And we fought like two warriors in there. And I went over to shake his hand and say, well done. And he was like, no, I don't respect you. What? The man has knocked you out two times now, and you don't respect him? Sure, for 20 months, you pour every ounce of blood, sweat, and tears into this one single night, and you come up short. I get it, you're disappointed. But how can you say you don't respect the man who's now beaten you twice? Tell him you don't like him, say that, but he's knocked you out twice now. And yes, a TKO is still a knockout, it's just got the word technical in front of it. That has to garner some respect, however minimal you want it to be. 
I read a lot of comments about Wilder after the fight. More than a few had this basic theme to them. Wasn't a Wilder fan, but admire his effort tonight. Too bad he doesn't have any class. Fury actually called him a sore loser. He's just a sore loser in boxing, I want more. Missing that opportunity to make new fans off of an historic performance? Well, it reminded me of a lesson I learned while I was hosting a charity event years ago, and this lesson has stayed with me ever since. I was standing on the steps of City Hall in Sugarland, Texas, talking with Oliver Luck, former Houston Oilers quarterback and father of former Colts quarterback Andrew Luck. Someone involved in this event went across the street to a restaurant that wasn't due to open for another five hours, which is well after this event would have been over. She grabbed two chairs from the outdoor dining area, brought them over for her distinguished guests to sit on. When the restaurant's chef arrived that morning, he noticed the two chairs were missing and he starts asking charity event attendees where they were. He eventually spotted the chairs. When he found out who was in charge of the event, which was the woman who borrowed them, dude read her the riot act, cursed at her, berated her, grabbed his chairs and stormed off. While he was walking away, Oliver Lux says to me, man, did that guy miss an opportunity? I asked, what do you mean? Luck then posed this question to me. After seeing that, how apt are you to eat at that restaurant or to recommend it to your friends? I said, well, after seeing that, I'll never eat there, nor will I recommend it. Luck replied, exactly. But what if that guy had come over and said, you know, I'm really glad our chairs could help you out today. Can I ask you when your event is done, if you can put them back for me, because I'll be in the kitchen preparing for the day. Oh, and anyone here for your charity event who wants to come in for lunch? I'll give them 10% off. Now how apt would you be to eat there and tell your friends? A couple of days after the fight, Wilder did say, I did my best, but it wasn't good enough. Not quite 10% off, but at least Wilder has given us the chance to bring the chairs back on our own, if we wish. Yeah, I mentioned John Gruden there. The NFL was rocked this week as Gruden resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Gruden was also removed from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' ring of fame. What did he do? Did he murder two people? No, he didn't do that. You stay in the Hall of Fame if you do that. He did something much worse in today's age. Old emails sent by Gruden 10 years ago were uncovered during the investigation into the Washington football team. Emails that featured words deemed racist, homophobic, and misogynistic. The original email that touched off this turmoil was what Gruden said about NFL Players Association Executive Director Damaris Smith, referring to him as, quote, dumb Oris Smith, and writing that he, quote, has lips the size of Michelin tires. I don't even know in what conversation or context that would even be a relevant comment to make. It's an idiotic statement. Same as were his homophobic comments he made about NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell and his misogynistic comments he said about some of the Washington football team cheerleaders. I don't know what comedian said it, and I'm not sure I'm even getting the quote exactly right, but it was something to the effect of, the words are not the problem. It's the person saying them and the intent that are the problems. Name-calling and slurs just always seem to me to be an unintelligent form of communication. And I don't know who originally said this, but it's something I ended up getting used to throughout my many years in radio. Sticks and stones, blah, 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 but words will never hurt me. When I was called untalented, unfunny, benign, something you never want to hear about yourself as a radio personality, yeah, yeah, that used to bother me. My 25-year radio partner, Tim Tuttle, was the one who got my skin hardened to this. He told me, every time you react to that, 
or let it get to you, you've just empowered that word or phrase and the person who said it. The day he told me that was the day my back got a lot more slippery. No telling if the Raiders or the NFL would have fired Gruden had he not resigned. Guess the NFL could have, but would they have since these comments were made while Gruden was an analyst for ESPN and not a coach in the NFL? And, as writer Jason Whitlock astutely pointed out in a recent column, how could the NFL come down on Gruden and then promote a Super Bowl halftime show featuring Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Eminem? Hmm, that is an interesting question. You know, considering their lyrics feature the N-word, along with plenty of misogynistic and homophobic references. Listen, I'm not sure if or when cancel culture will end, but let me simplify it for anyone who is looking for something to tear somebody down with. There was only one Fred Rogers. And thank goodness, too, because it makes it easier for us to recognize the idiots. Finally, while watching some games last weekend, I saw a commercial for Buffalo Wild Wings. Did you know that Buffalo Wild Wings has 26 sauces? With 26 flavors, got a sauce for every squad. 26 sauces! Who needs 26 sauces? No wonder the world doesn't like us. 26 sauces? All you need is three. Mild, medium, hot. That is it. This has been the week in sports.